right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. My guest this week is relationship expert and founder of Breakup Bootcamp, Amy Chan. If this name sounds familiar, Amy has been on the Velvet's Edge podcast before, and she taught us all about how to utilize the pain from a breakup to become your best self and build the life you want. So she's back today to talk about needs or actually unmet needs within a relationship and how to ask for your needs to be met productively, how to set boundaries without starting a war. This conversation is great for any relationships. It doesn't just have to be a romantic relationship. Amy also just fills us in on her new book and the science of rewiring your heart. Here's our conversation. Well, our favorite relationship expert is back. Hi, Amy. Hi. I'm so glad to have you back on the podcast. And at last time you were here, we talked a lot about the breakup boot camp and just how to heal after you've been through a traumatic breakup. But today we were going to kind of talk through the rewiring of your heart and how that can look either in a relationship, not in a relationship, how all of this is really about the relationship with self more than anything. Yes, exactly. So let's talk through, we were specifically, when we were initially talking about doing another podcast, I said to you, like, what are some of the things that, you know, you see people bumping up against or that come up a lot in your conversations about relationships or people just the issues that they would have within these relationships. And one of them that you mentioned was people getting their needs met and like, or unmet needs and how that's causing so much hardship in a relationship dynamic. So can you talk a little bit through that and like what you're seeing within people? Yeah, I think especially right now during a pandemic, I feel like the pandemic has been a great accelerator for relationships, meaning yeah. it's either, you know, strengthen people's bond together or made people, you know, suddenly realize they're in love with their best friend, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> or it, it's kind of um, put a spotlight on any cracks in the foundation. And couples have either, you know, completely just blown up their relationship and they're breaking up or divorcing as those rates are skyrocketing right now or they're really just butting heads because 
of the stress of the pandemic, of being mm-hmm. around each other so much. And, and one thing that just keeps coming up is just these arguments that kind of go in cycles. And so I think when it's important to note that whether you're single or you're coupled, if you are whatever you're complaining about, if you're frustrated or you're disappointed, behind that there is an unmet need. And too often we are troubleshooting the symptoms. We uh, we're we're like you know do the dishes or we want more romance, give me more flowers, and and then maybe your partner complies and you know sets up a date night and then you're fine for two days and then suddenly you're pissed off again yeah and and that's because we're not dealing with a symptom and so for that for example the root of that is the need for connection the Mm. need for connection is not being met and just getting flowers one day is not going to solve that and so i think first of all it's really important that whether it's your partner that's upset or you're upset about something get to what the root need is. And there's a bunch of different needs. You can look it up online or read the book, but whether, is it connection? Is it autonomy? Is it adventure? Is it intellectual stimulation? Is it a sense of safety? And remember that ultimately you are responsible for getting your needs met, meaning there's things that you can do to meet your own needs. And there's ways that you can communicate uh, your needs and your boundaries with your partner instead of just reacting like a hurt child and being passive aggressive or blaming or withdrawing. Yeah, that's so interesting to me about like the need for connection. I love that you said, um, you know, maybe you get it fulfilled on a date night, but then two days later it comes back up. And I like that's something that I have dealt with a lot during this pandemic and the dynamic of trying to navigate time together with your partner. But like, it's not just about time because as you said, we're together all the time right now, but it's that true connection. So like, is that when you say it's something like you could give yourself, how, like what, what am I missing here? Yeah. So let's, let me give you an example. Let's talk about connection. Um, I know for myself, I've been super busy trying, you know, launching this book. I kind of stopped doing my self-care stuff. Mm-hmm. I stopped meditating. I stopped really doing the things that feed my soul. Mm-hmm. I'm not really integrated and connected myself. Now, I can easily point the finger of blame to my partner and be like, well, you're not being romantic enough. You're not doing this enough. Mm-hmm. But how can I expect him to fill this void of connection when I haven't even been feeding it myself. So I I think that's really important to look at, right? Sexuality is a big thing right now too. A lot of couples are having a hard time keeping desire and passion alive, especially when you see each other all day, you're in your pajamas, and it's really easy to point the finger of blame and be like, well, you know, you're not making me feel sexy. But like, are you doing the things to make yourself feel sexy and sensual? Do you have a, a pleasure practice? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, doing a massage and, and like, you know, cherishing your body, doing these things that can make you feel sensual and sexual on the inside instead of expecting your partner to be 100% responsible for that? Yeah. Okay. So that's so good about making like your partner cannot be 100% responsible for anything in your life. Like that is not their job. And I think a lot of times as humans, we sort of get in these dynamics with our partners where it feels like, Hey, like you're my partner, you should meet this need for me. And they can't like they have their own amount of needs. They have their own struggles. So I mean, obviously, you need 
your needs to be met in or within a relationship, but they, that's very unrealistic to expect that of a partner all the time. Right. Yeah, Kelly, you make a really great point. And, you know, not only do we have these expectations of our partners to fulfill all our needs sometimes and get sorely disappointed because that's completely unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Another thing is we sometimes play hot potato with our emotions, meaning we don't know where the root of the emotion comes from. And so, for example, right now there's a pandemic. You might on a cognitive level say, oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm not that stressed but you're not aware of the compound impact of stress that it's probably having on your body, mind, and soul. Yeah. And so when you're feeling out of sorts and then, you know, maybe um, your job is a, a little bit iffy, you're not seeing your friends, it's easy to then be like, oh, I feel bad. And oh my gosh, who who's the person who's right next to you that you can point the finger on and say, oh, this is your problem. I feel bad, deal with it. But you know, maybe your partner has a little bit to do with it, but maybe it's all the other things going around as well. And so that's why it's important that we really reflect on what we're going through. And instead of being so quick to pay, play hot potato with our emotions, understand where's the root of this coming from? Yes. Do you think a lot of it right now might be fear? I think, yeah, definitely. There is so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. We haven't gone through something like this. And even if your life seems okay, no matter what, you are feeling the, the collective yes. grief and stress and suffering, right? Like we, we soak in energy. And so it does take a toll on you, whether you're processing that or not. Yeah. Oh, we were talking a little bit before and I was telling you that I've had a lot of change like the past two years, actually. But, it's, you know, and everyone has this year. I feel like like you're saying nothing is normal. So it's a collective trauma that we're all facing. A lot of us have felt job insecurities like that. And that brings up financial stresses and all of those things. And what's so interesting is I was telling you a little bit of a story, which I'll keep pretty service here. But like I have. I have been sent back into some of my old fears and beliefs and like worries just about stuff that's not even happening in my life right now. But it's because I'm going through so much change or so much fear in a lot of my areas, it brings it up in all levels. And so I start to go, well, could I trust my partner on this? Or could I trust that friend on this? Or, you know, all of my old shit has come up because of that. And seeing it manifest in my relationship is actually like, brutal i hate it yeah it bleeds into everything else right yes so how can we kind of is it just about being conscious of that like how do we stay out of that place within our relationships yeah i think the very first step is being conscious of it and the second step is this is an opportunity to really communicate like a a functioning adult right when we when we are triggered we have a tendency to really kind of age regress back into our hurt child. And there's really, you know, different ways that we reacted to conflict as a child. One way is um, we kind of became submissive and we kind of stopped, you know, voicing our needs or boundaries and um, edited ourselves and maybe went into people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Or you could go uh, the other way where you 
become really defensive or you might stonewall or you might blame and you might even feel a bit superior, right? So there's one route of being inferior and one route that goes superior. Hmm. What you want to do as, as a healthy functioning adult is actually communicate your needs and your boundaries in a healthy way. And the way that you do this is the hardest part and the heaviest lifting done in a high stakes conversation is actually done in the beginning. And that is, are you entering the conversation with boxing gloves on or mm. a handshake? Because mm. if you are entering with boxing gloves, and that means you're using language such as, you do this, you never, you always, those are fighting words. Those are boxing gloves. If you send a text message and say, hey, can we have a talk? Those are boxing gloves, right? Because guess what happens? Automatically, the person who's receiving that, their nervous system gets activated and they go into defense mode. So they are either going to fight you, they're going to freeze, or they're going to flee. And so if you are starting off a conversation like that, there is absolutely no way you are going to create harmony. So that's the first thing. You want to start off your conversation with connection. You want to be in a connected place. And this might mean that you are selective and strategic with the timing. I know for myself, I used to love bringing up, you know, serious relationship topics right at night before going to bed. Mm, I'm my terrible partner about that. Is, <laughs> my partner is tired from work. He's dying to go to sleep. And the last thing he wants to do is talk about feelings. Right. And so <laughs> I realized the hard way that, oh, okay, midnight is not the best time to talk about it. Yeah. And and so and that is an example of me playing hot potato with my emotions because I felt something at that time. I wanted to get it off my chest. So, well, you better comply. Mm. But now I know when is a better time to bring things up. And if I'm bringing up what's called a high six conversation, maybe I'm talking about a boundary or a need. I will not only choose the right time, I'll also choose to speak about it when we're in a place of feeling connected. So that might be when we're on a walk. It might be like during a meal. Um, and and I'll make sure that I use language that doesn't make him feel like he's being attacked. That I'm just digesting everything because that's so true. Sometimes even if I think I'm doing it, trying to connect, it's not the right time. Or maybe my approach is sort of what you're saying where I'm asking for something and the person is not in the place to hear that. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be a disaster every time. Do you have some examples of ways like verbiage even to use as a like starting point that comes from a place of connection? Yes. So, okay. I love the nonviolent communication framework. Yes. And this is something, the more you practice, the more natural it gets. In the beginning, you're like, oh, this feels really weird. I feel like a robot. But eventually, it just becomes a part of the way you communicate. Okay. The very first thing you want to do is you want to validate your partner's experience. This works with romantic partners. It also works with kids. Okay. So that means, <laughs> Good to know. Okay. You know, if a kid is freaking out about being hungry and wants ice cream, what you say to that kid is like, I understand that you feel really hungry and you want ice cream and you're sad because you can't get the ice cream Mm -hmm. okay that makes the kid feel like they're validated in their experience same thing with your partner maybe your partner has been super stressed at work and is just you know is stressed and he's and sensitive to like anything that you say you might say hey I know you've had a really crazy week at work and things have been tough and you've been feeling a bit stressed out and, and upset Am I right? 
And then you create an opening where your partner feels safe, uh, where your partner feels seen. Yeah. And they are like, oh, yeah, you empathize with where I'm coming from. Yes, I am having a hard time at work. Um, versus like, you're so stressed all the time and you always just act like an asshole when you're stressed out. Yeah. Totally different way, right? And so now that you've kind of validated their experience um, and you've empathized with where they're at, and again, this doesn't mean just because you're empathizing or validating their experience, it doesn't mean that you're admitting fault, for example. So if you're in a fight, it doesn't mean by just saying like, wow, I see that you're really stressed out and this conversation is making you upset. It doesn't mean that you're saying I'm I'm right and you're wrong, you know? Um, so it's just to kind of create a connection. Second thing you want to do is you then want to talk about the facts. And this means the facts of the situation, not your interpretations, not using words like always and never. So maybe the situation is you're feeling disconnected and you want to have more romance. So this might look like this. Hey, John, I know that this has been a really hard week and it seems like you've been really stressed out lately and, you know, frustrated with your coworkers. And you'd be like, yeah, I, I have been. And then you could say it like, well, you know, I've also had a pretty hard week and, um, you know, we haven't really been able to connect. Like we haven't had any meals together. And I, I know for me, I've been on my social media all the time. And so you're just explaining the facts of the situation, but you're not blaming yeah. or attacking the other person. The next thing you do is you talk about how you feel and what you value. So you can say something like, you know, I've been feeling a little disconnected and that makes me sad because like, you know how much I love you and I value connection and quality time with you and like, you know, passionate date nights. Um, and so, and then you set up, a clear request. So this is when you actually ask for what you want. I suggest you open it up with saying, are you open-minded to studies actually show that when you open up a request with that, the chances of that person complying actually increase significantly. This is, this might look like, would you be open to Friday night? We do dinner, we turn off our phones and we promise you know, we don't talk about work and we end the night with a bubble bath and a bottle of wine. How does that sound to you? Like, with, do you think that would spark connection? Yeah. That just makes it sound like you're both in it for the same value. You both want connection and you're, you're giving an option, but you're not making a demand, right? Because when you make a demand, there's something that happens automatically to the other person. They either will become submissive and comply to your demand, which will just create resentment, or they will become defensive mm -hmm. and they will be like, I'm not going to do that. Like, you're not the boss of me. Both ways is a lose-lose situation. So this way, you're actually, you're inviting the person into the conversation, into the solution. I love that. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. 
The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So you you kind of mentioned when we were talking before about communicating your needs. So I'm assuming this is this is the protocol that we should operate under, right? Like it's a it's a, first of all addressing or accepting our need in our own head, and then approaching your partner in the capacity that you just explained. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. And a, one great thing to do is, especially if there's going to be a high stakes conversation, meaning, uh, you know, this isn't just about the dishes, and maybe it's something a bit more more like significant to you yeah i would suggest actually writing it down as if you're having the conversation and going through the steps using the nonviolent communication framework so again that's identifying the unmet need in yourself um so you're troubleshooting the right thing then stating the facts then how you feel okay then what you value then making a clear request okay. right if you write it down it actually helps you kind of um filter the situation in your head so that by the time it's game time you've kind of practiced this already and the chance of you chances of you just getting ticked off and triggered and then blowing up is going to be a lot less likely when you kind of run through it already yeah now so what about when you are in a position with your partner where you feel like you need to set boundaries because I feel like sometimes these conversations can go similarly like when you are trying to state a need but you're instead demanding it or you're not saying it appropriately or in a place of connection with your partner it turns into a huge fight and I think that that can go in a similar fashion for boundaries and I think boundaries are tricky I know they are for me so uh, what does that look like and what's the difference there I think that you can use the exact same framework okay. with setting up your boundaries as well. So let's just do an example. So say um, you want more, you know, free time and autonomy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the way that you could bring that up is saying like, hey, you know, during this pandemic, we've both kind of been under the same roof 24 hours a day. Those are the facts. Then you would say how you feel. I am a bit more introverted and, you know, I do need more kind of independence and autonomy. And that's kind of what we had before the pandemic. And mm -hmm. I was really living my best self back then. And I think that actually contributed a lot to our relationship. 
and like even the mystery and the desire, right? So you're setting right. up how you feel, the higher value for the both of you. And then you make a clear request. Um, would you be open to on Monday nights? That's our independent day. That means like we'll do our own meal. We'll kind of do our own thing. Um, and then we regroup on Tuesday and then we can actually even talk about what we missed out on Monday and just have like that one moment or that one day in the week where we actually have some time apart and kind of allow the desire to build back again. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. Such a different way. Right. Then like, Hey, you're totally in my space. I'm fucking going crazy. Like, just back off. Yes. Totally, yes. totally different. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like the difference between like a war and a peaceful conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also those wars seem to be the ones that drag out for weeks. You know, they just never end because once that groundwork is laid, it is just like the battle yeah. is on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you, can you explain the difference between a boundary and a wall? Because this actually took me a very long mm. time to understand when I was doing this. And, and I think like if, as a person who's not necessarily grown up having uh, active boundaries, <laughs> like that's yeah. something I've had to learn as, a, as an adult. When I first started setting them, they went so far, you know, like I did the right. opposite extreme and I was setting up all these walls. And so mm -hmm. what, what is the difference? So maybe people can understand that a little more. Yeah, I feel like building up a wall is a coping mechanism and it's often learned mm. from childhood, right? Mm -hmm. So say when you were a young child, say you were in your teens and your parents were, I don't know, encroaching in your space. So back then you didn't actually have the tools or the communication ability to actually have a conversation that you're in a time where you need independence. So instead, you might just go silent and you just kind of shut them out. You kind of go to this extreme behavior because you don't know how to handle the in-between. Yes. Um, and, and so we'll construct a wall where it's like this, No, nothing can come in, right? It's not porous. There's no negotiation. There's no gray space. And we kind of hide behind that because we, we don't feel like we can deal with any of the ambiguity or the gray space in between. And so a boundary is different. A, a boundary is porous, meaning um, you're, you're, it's not coming from a place of um, scarcity and lack. It's coming from a place of you having an understanding of where your feelings are, where someone else's are, and you respect other people's boundaries and they can respect yours. And if they're not willing to comply and they're going to breach your boundaries, you're willing to do something about that. Um, meaning sometimes you might even walk away from the, the dynamic or you you'll do xyz and so a boundary is when you communicate uh what it is that you want what it is that you need and there is a consequence if that boundary is breached okay so so you said that you know if the boundary is breached like you might even be willing to walk away from the relationship does it have to go that extreme or can you can that also be a place of connection with your partner to like when the violation happens, is there a conversation that can be had that can actually, you know, they say like therapy, when you do couples therapy, it's like a bid for connection a lot of times when you're working through the hard issues. So are there ways to do that? 
Totally. I think it really depends, right? Like yeah. I, I also work with people who um, are, are in relationships with people who have narcissistic personality disorder. Mm. And for them, they have a really hard time with boundaries and they don't ever uphold the boundaries. So they continuously get walked on and, and stay in these really toxic relationships yeah. where there's a lot of abuse. Yes. And so it's important for those people to draw their boundaries and when they're not listened to, you actually have to you know, identify, is this a blip in the relationship or is it a pattern? And if it's a pattern and a cycle, you got to get out. Um, But I think for day-to-day relationships, when boundaries are breached, and sometimes they will be, I I don't think our partners are here to out to get us, right? Majority of the relationships, your partner isn't some evil person who's just, who's trying to harm you. Um, And so oftentimes it's just, a lack of communication and a lack of the reception of that. So if they're not hearing you, you have to, you know, take on the ownership of being a leader in conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think if both people think that you're always going to be navigating and learning how to be a better communicator. Um, and, and then you find ways of communicating like I and it's going to be different for each person, right? Like I have set boundaries with my mother, for example, who constantly would have conversations complaining about my dad. And I, you know, I grew up with this and mm-hmm. I had to set a boundary and I said, hey, mom, I love you and I love dad. And I know he's done some terrible things, but I cannot keep hearing this because he's my father. And so if you want to keep having these conversations about how you feel, totally fine. But if you're going to attack my dad I can't hear it and I had to say it a few times until she got it and sometimes I I would actually get off the phone so that was a consequence like hey mom you're doing that again I I actually don't want to engage in this I'm going to get off the phone I'll call you back later um and then eventually she kind of got it and she stopped doing it but sometimes I need to still remind her yeah I love that. So what if what if you're not in a relationship and you're listening to this? Can you apply these kind of tactics into your life as a single person? I mean, I think that learning how to communicate in a healthy way is going to be helpful for all areas of your life, right? Mm-hmm. You can use this with coworkers, with friends, with romantic partners, with people you're dating, with family members. Um, I think even, you know, with the holidays, like the, some some families might be putting on the pressure of like, yeah. are you going to get married? Are you going to have children? Or or even just getting super nosy about your life. And so, you know, and, and when we deal with our family, as, as woke as we are, sometimes like everything just falls. To oh, the it all goes like, out the window. Yeah. yeah. Everyone we, has we their like wounds. Monsters. Yes. <laughs> so like, that's a great time to start practicing. And like, I would say if this is all new to you, Practice with lower stakes conversations in setting your boundaries and asking for your needs, right? Mm. Even, especially for those people who are overgivers, even the art of practicing to ask is something that you have to build your muscle to, right? If you're always giving, you're probably feeling resentful. You probably feel like people don't invest in you as much as you invest in them. Mm -hmm. And you might even, people might be trying to give you their love, but you might not even be able to receive it. So like you want to practice asking for smaller things that are low stakes before you, you know, do the big ask. Okay. Same thing when it talk, comes to, you know, needs and boundaries. 
I love that. Well, we mentioned earlier that you are the founder of the Renew Breakup Bootcamp, which I actually attended this year, which I didn't go through a breakup, but people, <laughs> so that's like kind of confusing. But um, when I talked to you, we've been in touch for many years now. And when I talked to you about this, I was bumping up against some old patterns, maybe some old behaviors, even belief systems that I just could not release. And I could see them affecting my relationship. And I remember saying to you something like, I just know that regardless of if I'm in this relationship or not like this shit is going to stay with me and so I need help like I could just see that I was not able to break out of it by myself so your Mm. workshop was extremely helpful to me I met so many amazing women who I still I've done a couple (laughs) podcasts since then with some of the um, educators and just amazing women that helped like with you within all of this stuff and I want to tell the listeners about Renew so can you kind of I want to Talk through how this started for you and your journey, and then also what it is you guys are doing now. Yeah, so I started Renew Breakup Bootcamp because I went through a pretty traumatizing breakup. And back then, um, I put all of my identity in my relationship and our future. Yeah. And when the relationship fell apart, I just completely fell apart. I didn't know know who I was without this person and all these plans that I had laid out for us. And so the uncertainty I thought was going to kill me because, you know, it was like, poof, everything I thought I was going to have just went away. Mm -hmm. And I think some people can resonate right now with the pandemic. Like your plans have been altered. There's been a major, major plot twist. And I learned how to navigate through that. I, I went through a a lot of different types of therapy, yoga retreats, Reiki, psychics. I've tried it all. And then I realized that there isn't a place for people to go to after a breakup where they they can not only heal from their, their breakup, but also learn about the subconscious patterns mm. that are causing the same emotional experiences to repeat. Mm-hmm. And I... I thought I need to create this. So we have physical retreats, of course, are on hold right now because of the pandemic. And now we offer the virtual online boot camps where we bring in a bunch of different experts from psychologists, behavioral scientists to sex educators to help people move through old patterns that are no longer serving them so that they can change the relationship with self, which automatically ripple effects to the relationships with others. Yeah. I mean, I will say that was, that was a major part of my experience. And you know, I'm, I'm like you in that I've done basically every type of therapy. I love it. (laughs) I constantly feel like I'm like diving into new things, but sometimes I get out of my routines, just like you were saying, and I get so lost amongst myself like I am lost from myself if that makes sense and that was one of the main things that I experienced at Renew was even letting go of some of my fears that been because you know they've been so just huge this year with all of the loss and change and all of that and just to say like I am okay you know within myself I am okay no matter what is happening externally around me or within my relationships or any of it. Like, I will be okay regardless. Yeah, Kelly, I think that's such a huge takeaway is that this internal knowing that you are okay, you are safe, and you have the tools to get back up, right? Yes. Life pivots are going to happen. Things that we plan on are going to fall apart. Things that we never expected to happen will happen, Mm -hmm. and we will get back up, and Mm -hmm. we will get back up again. And when you know that, 
it just changes how you do the world. It changes how you love as well because you can actually open your heart and love even stronger and more boldly because you know even if it all kind of fell apart and didn't go according to plan, you will be okay and you will get back up. Exactly. I love that. Well, now you've actually turned this breakup boot camp into a book. So there's a new book out called Breakup Boot Camp: The Science of Rewiring Your Heart. Tell us about the book. Yeah. So for all those people who can't make it to the physical boot camp, this is the Bible. And I would say it's a relationship Bible because it's never just about the ex. It's recycled pain. And the book has, you know, all these tried and tested tools that are backed by research and psychology um, and different experts sharing their expertise and different stories of the women who have come through breakup root camp and have made you know, significant changes in their lives and applied these tools. And so, yeah, this is um, the the relationship Bible, I'd like to say. <laughs> so even though if you're not in, you're either not in a relationship or if you're in a relationship and you're just like seeing yourself repeat old patterns, these things can be very helpful, right? It doesn't necessarily matter what your relationship status is at the time. Yeah, for sure. It's for, you know, single dating, divorce or couples. This is applicable because mm -hmm. this is a this is a book about the patterns, your own relationship patterns, your relationship with self and some of the subconscious beliefs that are kicking around that impact everything in your life. And so it's never just about a person or the ex or the person you're with. This is about what's going on with you. And like you said earlier, Kelly, our patterns will stay with us and we will bring them with us wherever we go. Yes. And so if we don't learn to start to shift those, we're just going to keep repeating the same issues over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, Amy, I love you. You know that. So I appreciate <laughs> you being here. Where else can people find you if they have any more questions or if they just want to look into Renew or even just a good follow on Instagram? Yeah. RenewBreakupBootCamp.com is a website. Follow me on Instagram at Miss Amy Chan. If you have questions, DM me. I always answer them. Um, and yeah, the book Breakup Bootcamp, The Science of Rewiring Your Heart is available everywhere. Amazing. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.